Vinyl Crisis. On LA's west side, a group of avid and devoted vinyl collectors scour the remaining handful of locally owned record shops for the rarest of original vinyl to bring you music you won't hear on any other radio platform. None of it is digital. This is how music was meant to be enjoyed. This is Vinyl Crisis. Vinyl Crisis. Vic, you there? There he is. A crisis in vinyl. And a midlife crisis in vinyl at that. Dude, I've been in a midlife existential crisis since I came out of my mom's vag many years ago. Oh, well, this is a family show. I'm sure our listeners uh, all over the world will be pleased to hear about that. Yeah, I forgot. I'm going to get slapped with a rating of some sort. Does Spotify actually rate their podcast um i'm, I'm pretty point uh, well taken because i've been called out for my potty mouth before so sorry to our listeners we'll make it about the music and less about my potty mouth what i'm excited about today vic is playing vinyl on my vinyl crisis podcast show with you always a hoot um i want i want to kick off this week's uh episode with a quick question to you um, this is from the Isle of Dogs soundtrack, which is a movie by Wes Anderson. Do you love dogs? I not only love dogs, I'm obsessed by dogs. As you well know, I now have three dogs as of about six weeks ago. Yes, I love dogs. Can you be a little bit more explicit? Because maybe this is a show for our, our four listeners and your three dogs. And I, I don't want to take Nelly out of it. Nelly is a... My honorary dog hangs around here quite a lot these days. Uh, can you uh, be a bit more explicit about your dogs here while I tee up the next record? Yeah, absolutely. I was going through a true existential crisis, all kidding aside. I was going through some rough times, which if we date the beginning of Vinyl Crisis around 2016, 2017, really helped us bond and deal with some of the stuff. And my first rescue dog, Juno, came into the mix. My second rescue dog came in about six months after that in early 2017, uh, little Malcolm X. And, uh, you know, haven't looked back and, uh, dogs are a very large part of my life. And, uh, I like to say that they made me more human and they helped me stabilize all my mental health issues. And, uh, you know, about, I'd say eight weeks ago, we got a, we got another puppy who's, of course, named for one of my favorite Beatles songs. So, yeah, dogs are a very big part of my day. That's amazing, dude. Um, so the theme of today's show, for anyone who hasn't worked it out yet, is, uh, I don't know why I'm being cryptic about that, by the way. I should have just said it up front. But I wanted to talk to you about a filmmaker that I'm particularly fond of, Mr. Wes Anderson. Um, are you familiar with his work, Vic? I am, but since you're really the movie buff out of the two of us, I think you should do uh, a mental recap and shout out 
few of your top favorites because it's hard to yeah. pinpoint. It's like saying, hey, this is my favorite Quentin movie or my Scorsese movie. They make so many great movies over their lifespan. It's always cool to hear what people's favorites are. And I know you have more than one with Wes. Yeah, I've probably gone on about him a little bit too much in the past. I mean, he is icon these days. And, um, you know, I remember working back at the label in the UK when we put out a, uh, a Wes Anderson soundtrack or, or two early on with things like Rushmore, um, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. Um, seeing a pattern with this filmmaker that I thought was particularly intriguing, you know, very well, you know, put together um shots where almost i think people talk about it as every scene is like a a piece standalone piece of art in itself and uh that's how i feel about it it's pretty much sensory overload um just in the in the recent pandemic we we were waiting on the french dispatch uh which kept getting pushed back um by searchlight and quite rightly they wanted to see if they can get people into the cinemas on this one um probably needed to financially to be honest uh, rather than release it digitally or anything like that um so it did eventually come out cinema and i went with my kids and we watched it and it was kind of way too much at once um tim chalamet is in it which is my you know the kids all you know gen z's icon of the day type of thing and it had a, an all-star cast um bill murray's in almost every movie this guy's done um adrian brody you know uh just benicio del toro the list goes on this this one was a particularly interesting one we're listening to a little bit of the soundtrack from it right now uh kind of good music to talk to talk over as well huh well absolutely you know what's what's incredible about cinema and take this with a grain of salt because i'm not in the show business business i have no interest in show business i have no interest in becoming part of the show business but i do love wonderful movies across culture the music is just as important as what you're seeing on a visual level and also just as important as what you're hearing on an auditory level through dialogue between the characters that are exchanging and are working towards some resolution and so whether it be the french dispatch or isle of dogs god you know the life aquatic Wes has always been using music, some of it really quirky and kooky to keep his mood going. And uh, and I actually think, you know, he, in my opinion, he's a lot like Tarantino. To your point, there's no weak frames. I think that's what they call it in the business or mm -hmm. shots or whatever it is. And so there's no weak music in his soundtracks. And, you know, the French Dispatch has got Everybody from uh, Gene Austin to Grace Jones to a bunch of other people yeah. that he's constantly using, like Alexander Desplat. But, you know, he's also got a, a song featuring Ennio Morricone. Yeah. And so, you know, at the end of the day, what Wes does, which is brilliant, is layer uh, visual experience on top of an auditory experience. And then there's an experiential layer through his characters and i think that's why some of us gravitate towards the kookiness of his of his movies and i can see why the millennials and the hipsters would see it now for something as if it's only being done for the first time but if you follow wes's career he's always been like that absolutely um so i want to just uh, before we move off the french dispatch there's one song in particular that i want to queue up and we are playing the uh 
the vinyl record of this uh, right now uh, on the podcast. So um, I want to tee up something and introduce it as uh, an amazing tune, I think, uh, and something that Wes does very well, not only frame every shot, but uh, the whole team that, that puts these things together, music supervision and everything else. They've made, they make some really cool new stuff seem old and classic and timeless. And uh, they did a track with uh, a British uh, composer and frontman of, of the uh, 90s band Pulp, uh, Jarvis Cocker. Uh, it's called Aileen. Uh, you're going to give me a second, I'm going to tee it up for you. listening to it now Vic I realized I said Aileen it's probably Aline which is well, the female neither, French name right we're neither French here or there but we both have French aspirations I think it was a worthy attempt and it's all forgiven because that's one of the best tracks I've heard in quite a bit one of the things uh you know it it obviously just conjures up so much imagery especially someone um you know we're both from Europe you know me from the UK you from Italy and so um, I think we were talking about it. One of the things you miss um, about being so far away from it all, especially in the current time that we're in, is just experiencing those different cities and those different vibes. And so it was really nice welcome return to some European sensibilities for me to watch the French Dispatch. And if anyone hasn't seen it, I thoroughly recommend it. Um, before we move on, Vic, is there anything else you want to add to the French Dispatch? Because I'm going to tee up a new record. I'm really enjoying you playing vinyl today, Ben. So I'm actually gonna just be a guest on your on your show more than a co-host. I'm just gonna let you do your thing. Um, so Vic, one of the things uh, that's very very dear to my heart is the movie, uh, The Life Aquatic. It is uh, pretty much one of my, I think probably my favorite movie, and uh, for for no other reason than it just is aesthetically so nice. You know, it's got bits that make you think, bits that make bits that challenge you, you know, real comment on human relationships and uh, particularly a relationship with a father and a son, uh, which I know that any, pretty much any guy in touch with talking about these things is, uh, you know, got something to say about. Um, but this is uh, the soundtrack to such a movie. Lots of uh, orchestral numbers, but hidden within the orchestral ranks of this movie, Vic, 
if uh, if you'll permit me. One second. Você não sabe se vai ou vem Pouco não importa se o dinheiro é seu So Vic, peppered throughout this uh, production is the Brazilian musician, Sue Jorge playing and performing David Bowie numbers in Portuguese. What yeah. do you think of that? Well, I, I feel like that's an overstimulation, but people like us and people that appreciate Wes's aesthetic or Quentin's aesthetic will will get exactly what he's doing. First of all, Sergio George, this is how I was turned on to him. And I don't know if this is a good or bad thing. The first movie I had seen by Wes was not the life aquatic but i went to go see it at a very old school theater in los angeles when it came out and i remember thinking holy shit that's my hometown of napoli right and so for me even beyond the the contours of the father-son relationship and the beauty of just the cinematic experience is like it's in my hometown right and it's based yeah. around the aquatic lifestyle the, the discovery that goes along with that and then, you know, I don't know, 16, 17 years after this movie, you and I are still obsessed with the music of Sao George, who has grown and grown and grown to have a bigger presence, not only in cinema itself, uh, but with his own music. And so that's what I actually really enjoy about movie soundtracks. Some people might think like, well, why would I own it? There's like a lot of interludes or there might be a lot of like original composition. But you and I both come from the school of discovering a lot of new music because of soundtracks. And I think one of the things Wes has done well and he, you know, there's there's a vibe that he triggers through the music, whether it's orchestral or whether it's a Portuguese version of Rebel Rebel, it's the actual perfect accompaniment to the mood of that scene. Yeah. Right? And when I think about what it is I love about music, or about art in general, it's not only to appreciate, in this case, the life aquatic, but it's to appreciate what comes out of watching the life aquatic and i think a lot of us are like that boys girls it doesn't really matter you have a good artistic experience whether it be with cinema a poetry book a piece of art you're going to want to learn more about how it came together and all the players that kind of pervaded the art form and so this soundtrack is beautiful made even more beautiful that you have it on original vinyl yeah and i think it's worth shouting out the some of this stuff as well mark mothersburg who uh, goes way back and he played in multiple bands in the uh, 90s a little bit in the underground world but like a lot of musicians who who are great at um who hone their chops in bands and in the live circuit he went into the studio and just became an expert at delivering uh, music for movies and so he's someone that a lot of you go back and and look at pt anderson wes anderson all these guys um you'll find a lot of mark mothersburg music um peppered throughout their movie uh, history and here you've got the perfect combination in my view of uh, pretty eclectic compilation and curation of uh, 
folks like um, you know Iggy Pop to Sue George doing Bowie. Uh, you got the Zombies on this record. There's there's all sort of Devo. There's all sorts of stuff that I wouldn't normally have necessarily gone to, but have discovered since because of it. So you know these soundtracks perform such an role in that respect. You know, um, but yeah, we're um, we're lucky to have folks like this. Uh, producing around us and and it's nice to be able to share the word on it um and uh yeah i think we should sign off it with a quick let's sign off with devo and um just I'll do speak me a next favor time. and play the whole song oh yeah
You've been listening to Vinyl Crisis, featuring rare and eclectic all-vinyl musical treasures. 